Welcome to Root Words, a podcast that explores agriculture and cooking's role in connecting us to our landscape and our communities. I'm Stephen Abatel. Root Words is a collaboration between Vermont Farmers Food Center, Shrewsbury Agricultural Education and Arts Foundation, and many other community members. The project began in 2017 and was made possible by support from the National Endowment for the Humanities, as well as from this community. Throughout this podcast, you're going to be hearing stories from people around the Rutland County region in the heart of Vermont, a region rich in agriculture, family farms, a region that's a pastoral working landscape. These stories are going to be each little windows into what a regional food system really looks like on the community level. We're excited to introduce you to some passionate folks working with the land and with food and bringing communities together. So please pull up a chair and enjoy. This past week, during an interview for Root Words, I started getting a storm of messages coming in over my phone, and it turns out that my brother Pete got a deer late one afternoon just before the snowstorm came in. My father and I loaded up the car in a plastic sled and headed out to help him drag. The whole ordeal took us three hours and left us all good and tired. This weekend, the family convened to do a home butchering of this harvested deer, and I thought it would be nice to present a short snapshot of our amateur process with a little professional context from my conversation at Farmer's Market with Hunter Hubbard of Mountain View Bison in North Clarendon, Vermont. Please enjoy. Uh, my name's Hunter uh, Hubbard, and uh, my business is Mountain View Bison, and um, we sell all types of stuff. Uh, bison, emus, and ostriches on our farm. Um, we sell all types of steaks, roasts, and all that kind of stuff. I am personally at the Rutland Farmers Market, and I go to the Manchester Dorset Market. Um, in summer times, we're even at the Woodstock Farmers Market. Um, we we do all of our. Um, we always have an eye on our um, butchers when they're doing our stuff, whatever like that. Um, we always have hands on. Always have people come up even see the stuff when it's happening so everyone has, sees what's act, what actually goes on in the whole butchering process um, and especially with uh, bison the animals that we have um, they're exotic animals so it's there's a lot of um, USDA laws um, behind all of it so we always have to be clean and quick with it as best as possible bison, so. bison are considered exotic animals yes they are I want to pause here for a second to reflect on how ridiculous it is for agencies to refer to the American bison as exotic animals. Bison are literally less exotic than apple pie. These obfuscating classifications are a bit of a language pet peeve of mine. Another good example of this is when solar energy is referred to as alternative energy. Really? The sun? Anyway, let's get back to Hunter. Well, um, we, um, we, um, we've been doing it for a little more than 10 years now, and um, the owners, uh, myself, Hunter Hubbard, and my father, uh, Tom Hubbard, um, we've started out with bison. Uh, we've always had a little more than uh, 35 head on our farm. Um, we've been, always been doing the markets as well ever since we started. Um, we get it all around the United States as well. Um, we go near the Canadian border um, to get the bison. Uh, we go to Connecticut, uh, Virginia, everywhere. Um, 
We haven't been uh, too far west. We're mainly on this part of the United States because um, we're in the we're actually in the Eastern Bison Association. So we talk to all all um, bison owners, farmers, and all that kinds of stuff. Um, even specific butchers because um, there is specific butchers in other states um, that act, just do bison. Um, not ours, unfortunately. Um, we have um, one butcher actually in the state of Vermont that does it for us. Um, he's actually in um, Wallingford. Um, yeah, he's uh, pretty. He's been used to it for a few years now. So, the red stag are my uncle's. Um, he's been doing it even longer than we've had our bison. Um, he's he's been uh, messing with the whole deer um, thing for a while, and it's it's actually uh, beneficial just like bison because it's it's a red meat, really lean stuff. So our whole farm thing is really healthy exotic meats. So we've just been aiming for that kind of thing for years now and. Deer is honestly one of the best. Um, it's, I mean, compared to bison, it's actually a little bit leaner. It's actually a little bit, highly bit, a little bit more beneficial. Um, people say it's gamey and stuff like that, but I mean, it just depends how you cook it. Um, it's good stuff. I've been eating bison for ever since I've had them. I mean, I'm not really a beef kind of guy. I mean, it's just a whole different ball game with beef. I mean, it's not really as beneficial, but um, yeah, I've been eating it for a long time. In my opinion, is go with these kind of red meats. Um, this it's really highly beneficial for you. I mean, um, and plus it has good flavor to it. Uh, I mean, um, pork and all that stuff. I mean, it's really sim simple stuff to uh, take care of. It's such a small animals and everything like that to work with. And um, I mean, yeah, it's just a good personal experience to work with your own animals, so you can actually have beneficial meat. It actually, tastes good. Because um, once you have, once you taste the fresh stuff. Instead of comparing the stuff at grocery stores, it's there's no comparison at all. Um, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. I like uh, tenderloin, in my opinion. I mean, um, tenderloins and sirloins, it's really tender stuff. I mean, it's it's actually one of my top selling stuff. Um, uh, like uh, ribeyes, New York strips. Uh, top rounds. I mean, it's not as tender, but I mean, it has its good parts. Um, it comes from good parts of the body of the animal, um, and and especially it's a red meat. It doesn't cook. It doesn't take that very long to cook. So I mean, it's quick, nice flavor, and can't complain. We're about to butcher a deer today, yep. um, and you know we're not experts in this. We we maybe if we're really lucky, we can do it once a year. But more likely, it's you know every couple of years. Um, so just tell me a bit about butchering deer. How long have you done it? And, and just what are, some, what are some things to know about the process? For somebody like us that, you know, we're not doing it professionally, um, but we're doing it with something we harvested ourselves. Well, um, deer, I mean, um, we're, we're used to bigger animals, so we're, the whole smaller animal thing is pretty easy for us. Um, Myself, I've been uh, but I've butchered deer because I've hunted for ever since I was 10 years old, so 10 plus years now. Um, I get a deer at least once every two years, so I'm always up to date on it. My father, he gets one every year, so he's always doing it. But for deer, it's I mean, there it's a pretty um, simple thing. I mean, like you just gotta um, open it up. Um, look, you have to do it as soon as possible, as soon as, as soon as you get a chance. Um, Take out all the innards, um, cut it right, um, get it right from the stomach, and just take out all the innards and stuff. Be very careful because you don't want to ruin the, <clears throat> ruin the meat by cutting open something you don't want to. So you just got to keep an eye open. Um, 
I mean, it doesn't help to have more than one person there to help you, because um, it is, you have to hold things to get to more places and stuff like that, so it's going to be a mess, but if you do it right, you can get a lot of meat out of it, and it's beneficial for you, so. What, describe the process a little bit, like what is, when butchering something yourself, what it, what is that, uh, how is that different for somebody than, than going to the store and, and buying a steak? Well, when you're butchering yourself, you actually see what you're looking for for kind of meats. Um, you actually get a, when you actually have experience with it, you want to do it more, so you actually want to know where the meat's coming from. Um, instead of buying from stores, you have no idea. It's already cut up for you and stuff like that, and you don't know where it's coming from. But when you actually go out and get your food, bring it back, cut it up, whatever, um, whatever you want to do with it, it's a better hands-on experience, um, and it's actually can be a better for you in the long run for health-wise. So, um, and plus, it gives you more knowledge about the animal itself, um, what it can, what it eats, and everything like that, and. Um, we're, we're pretty quick about it. Um, like I said, uh, deer is really nothing to us. Um, myself, I can, it takes me within 45 to an hour to do a deer. Um, my father, even less than that. But when there's, I mean, when there's two of us working on it, we actually do the complete thing. We dehide it. We do everything. Um, it takes about like an hour, hour and a half to do everything. And we're, we're pretty good about it. I mean, we have, we have all of our tools because we I mean we do with the bison and everything like that so we have everything right there for us so it's we're pretty fortunate to have that so yeah and I mean and plus with the deer there's I mean with the those those animals there's a lots of things to harvest from them I mean like the hides uh, bones because um, you make bones with like bone broth and stuff like that whatever um, me obviously. Today, most folks probably haven't had the experience of processing their own meat from an animal they've raised or harvested, even if they've been a meat eater their entire lives. In many ways, it can be like taking on a large gardening project. It can be a bit daunting to get into, a lot of hard work, and also very rewarding and educational. As I mentioned in episode 13, Hunting, a Family Tradition, my father and uncle learned to process deer from their father and from Uncle Lindy, the family butcher. Pete and I have stirred up this tried-and-true family tradition and knowledge a bit by incorporating some stuff we learned on the internet. There are YouTube how-tos on everything, and we can't resist cosplaying our Italian heritage with the search for a delectable ossobuco cut. So we're out here in the barn in Shrewsbury, and... My brother got a deer a few days ago, um, and we are today we are processing it. So butchering, skinning right now is going on in the background. Uh, Pete's trying to do it in a way that he uh, he saw a different way to do it than we've done it before. He saw it on um, a meat eater show there, um, so we're trying that. But we're um, connecting with the connecting with our meat and our food system and uh in a way that seems sometimes a little bit um if you haven't had a lot of experience with it it might seem a bit intimidating but um but yeah it's something that connects you to to really what you're doing and then later uh to what you're what you're eating and that's Cal i am starting to break down this deer 
I'm getting rid of the four legs here. So what's a, what's going to be this first step you're working on here, Pete? Well, I'm getting rid of the hoofs basically to start. And then what? And then going to remove the hide while he is still hanging up. Try to use gravity to the advantage. We'll see how well it works. Look, trying a different method than what we historically have done in this family. Looks like you're uh, doing the best you can to keep away from cutting too much of the hair because it's a real pain to real pain to remove off the meat later. Do you have any special cuts plans for special cuts? Uh, front legs. Let's see. Let's do some asabuco and on the on the shanks. Uh, Let's do let's do grind out of one and uh, blade roasts out of the other. So bone in blade roasts. Bone in blade roasts. Okay. You can you can do it in three. So cut Dad, in and then you use the bone saw to. Dad missed the uh, the instructions on my deer, so let's go through that again. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> okay, so the shanks we're gonna we're gonna cut uh, we're gonna saw those with the bone saw for Asabuco. Yeah. And then one blade in roast and... Do you want me to take one off? And yeah. We'll... yeah. Mike's, Mike's chomping at oh. the bit. Right. There we go. There you go. This is going to peel right off. Oh, Can you feel the... Right in here. Can you feel the... The bone come around here and just yeah. follow that. Come down a little further. There you go. Yeah, right Don't be afraid to pull it toward you. You'll hear it. Yeah. Just pull it away. Yeah, so he, he said he wants one of them. He wants uh, the blade to be a bone-in roast. And then the front shanks, the shanks are going to get cut, what, two or three times, Pete? For the asabuco? Uh, yeah, something like that. We're, we're going to figure that out. <laughs> Yeah, it's, far, yeah, it's farther back than you think. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try and just cut this thing right in half, do two of these blade roasts. I'd have to look in my cellar, but I might have the... Not that we didn't make cube steak anymore. The cuber. Oh my god, that was so much cleaner. That his side? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that was just the blade, I guess. I'm gonna give a saw, try and do the salsa buco. What do we have going for the bones here? I would like to make some stock out of some stuff. I'll just cheat and throw it in the crock pot and see what comes out of it. Okay. So stuff like that, yeah. Don't don't worry about But for the salsa buco cut. So then what? Then we Do you want me to try and do just cut this in half? If you could do thirds, great. Okay. But maybe make your life easier. Cut around it and then just cut through the bone. Okay. Don't kill yourself doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, I'll try not to. I will try not to. What are you getting out right now? 
The other tenderloin. All right. What, what are you What are you thinking about the ribs? It's hard. Uh, it's kind of ribs on a deer are a little tricky. They're very thin. There's not a ton of meat between them. Well, my thought is saw in half and then just make like chunks of like I don't know three or four. I did the the back straps on mine and I feel like I was losing bits when I was trying to get that silver skin out. So I think I would like to see how you do it. I'm just gonna get underneath it. Um, yeah, this is this part here where it kind of goes under and then it's in the inside and there's this piece on top. That's what I wasn't exactly sure about. All right, I gotta try and cut more. This Asabuco thing. For okay, Steve discover a new toy. <laughs> the bone set. Don't lose your fingers. <laughs> I'm not having a great time with it. <laughs> you may need your brother to hold it or something. I'm thinking that there's an angle that it works best at, and I just haven't found the angle yet. <laughs> what were you saying about the saw, Mike? <laughs> You did a wonderful job with those cuts. <laughs> we're, we're debating if we're going to do more of those bone saw cuts. I don't know. What do you think, brother? How's this process gone so far? Well, not as quickly as I hoped we would be after a little bit of experience from the last two years, but it's going okay. The guy I talked to at the market today, I talked to the hunter, the guy with the bison, bison farm. He said that him and his father can get through a deer and... Uh, Two hours, I think. I believe it. They know what they're doing. Yep. But not too bad here. Lots of chops and steaks. You got any special meals planned, Pete? Out of this deer. Uh, I want to try doing a sausage stuffed heart. I saw that uh, in a recipe book, and it looked pretty good. Did you not see it? I put and it that. seems relatively yeah, easy to do. Awesome. Some sausage, some vegetables, a little bit of time, and hopefully it'll be nice and tender. I know most people will uh, fry them up with onions, and this is kind of kicking that up. So there it is, home butchering. We may have fallen short of the perfect asobuco, but we did make some more family memories, and we will make some great family dinners. This episode was produced by Stephen Abatel. Special thanks to Hunter Hubbard from Mountain View Bison, my father Peter, my brother Pete, Uncle Mike, and Farmer Scott for letting us use his barn to process Pete's deer. To learn more about Mountain View Bison, look them up on Facebook. Our musical themes are by the Salt Ash Serenaders. We are a project of the Vermont Farmers Food Center and Sage. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our local food system. We'll catch you next time on Root Words.